Jones. And I was like, this is going to be a fun night of comedy. And boy, oh boy, it was not. It was the worst night of my life. In my head, the cops are already at the passenger window. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? It's your old pal Joe here, checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday. How's it going? How's it hanging? I know I missed you last Monday. We got one out a little bit later in the week. That's my bad. I was out of town on vacation. You know how it goes. But the point is, I hope you're doing well, my friend. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, hey, that's A-O-fucking-K. But do yourself a favor. Get your fucking shit together. We're already beyond halfway through July. The year, 2023 coming to an end already. We're already in the back half of things. You might as well have your shit together when you're going into 2024. It's going to be a big year, people, for you, for me, for everybody, as long as we have everything in order and our shit together going into 2024. It's going to be our fucking year. You know what I mean? We got a big election coming up in 2024. Who don't want to have their shit together for that? You know what I mean? Do it for the country, people. If not for yourself, do it for your goddamn country because you're a patriot. Listen, real quick, before we get into the upcoming shows, thank you everybody who has joined over on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash utilize shrooms. If you'd like to support the podcast in any way, shape, or form, or me, just my comedy in general, head on over to Patreon. We'll get you in there real cheap. Got a couple bonus podcast episodes up over there already, an exclusive stand-up comedy clip, and uh, what else we got over there? Daily videos. I'm doing daily check-ins over there. Sometimes we smoke a little bit of weed from time to time over on Patreon. So if you'd like to support me in the podcast, check out Patreon. I certainly would appreciate it. Upcoming shows, ladies and gentlemen. August, going to be a busy month. I'll be in Denver, August 6th. That's a Sunday. I'll also be in Louisville the 10th through the 12th. Cleveland the 19th and 20th. I'll be in Pittsburgh the 24th. Boston the 25th and 26th. And then some fucking place in Massachusetts elsewhere on the 27th. Not too sure what's going on with that one. September, Des Moines, Iowa, the 8th and the 9th. Seattle, Washington, the 29th and 30th. October, it's looking like just the 6th and the 7th right now. That's going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, Also got some shows in November. Albany, New York. uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. It looks like we're going to be up in Appleton, Wisconsin as well. Go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming dates and shows, if you wouldn't mind. And that'll give you all the info, let you know where I'm going to be, all this and that. It's all up to date, so everything you need to know over there. How are you, my friend? How was your week? What did you get into? Did you have any fun? Were you productive at all? It was a little slow week for me, I'm going to be honest with you. Getting back from that long, long vacation. Boy, oh boy, it took a minute for me to just kind of get back into the swing of life and things. You know how it goes, people. Whenever you take a vacation and then people are like, now you got to get back to work. You're like, what the fuck? I just want to be on vacation all the goddamn time. So slow week. I don't know what the fuck was going on in the news or anything like that. I tried to keep up with it, but it all seemed to be... uh, just a lot of garbage going on last week, people. Just a lot of a lot of garbage going on last week. I did have a great show at Sonny's Patio Pub and Refuge last Thursday. 
Always a great time with PB Backyard Comedy. If uh, if you ever get a chance, I believe they run shows in San Diego as well as Nashville. So fun time, good show. Got some new jokes out. Just had a had an absolute blast on a Thursday night doing some comedy. But really, that's been the extent of my week. Just been getting back into the gym and uh, getting back to the routine, and you know, really trying to really trying to lock in for the last few months of this year. Because next year. I know I talk a lot of shit and try to have a lot of fun, but next year I think is going to be a big year, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of uh, a lot of questions will be answered in 2024. Maybe not for you, but at least for me. Maybe if you're seeking an answer, you'll find it in 2024. But I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the next few months of this year and going real hard into next year, and then after that, we'll see where the fuck we are. And uh, big changes coming, ladies and gentlemen. Big changes coming. Uh, if you'd like to really lock in and know what the big changes exactly are, there's a bonus episode on the Patreon account where you can, uh, you can figure out where my head's at right now, but I might release that to the public later on. But right now it's just a, a private episode for those only interested in the next year's, uh, uh, next year's plans. But anyway, uh, really this past week was more of a, uh, I don't know. It just made me because I was trying to find news or something of substance to really kind of sink my teeth into for the podcast. I'm always keeping my eyes open and my ears open for shit to talk about on the podcast, you know. But uh, last week, news-wise, I know there was a bunch of shit going on with Tucker Carlson and interviewing presidential candidates and shit like that. Uh, So hopefully that, you know, hopefully some good came out of that. But overall, just the shit that I was seeing popping up on the news and Twitter and shit like that is like really just a um, man. I think uh, I don't I think we're a lost society people here over in America. I think our American culture is completely fucked up. And uh, obviously the culture is only made of people, but uh, just the things that we're interested in. And what's going on? Like the biggest news, the thing that I keep kept seeing pop up last week, people. I don't know if you know who this this is. There's a fellow named Adam Twenty Two. I'm relatively unfamiliar with him. Uh, I know he does a podcast. I don't know how or why he has a podcast or why he's relevant in any way, shape, or form. I think he has rappers on his podcast or something like that. I don't understand. I don't know why he is who he is or what exactly he does, but he's a a famous person, at least on the internet, and apparently does well for himself financially, right? And this was the whole, the whole big story of last year is, or last week is Adam 22's wife is a, an adult film star, ladies and gentlemen. He, uh, he decided that uh, he was in love with an adult film star. They've been together for a while. So they married and, I guess while they had been dating, they were exclusive physically. They'd only bang each other. She would bring in broads to bang him together. So he'd have a bunch of threesomes. And then after they got married, he decided it was his turn to repair or return the favor. So he let his wife just bang a black guy with a big old dick. That was the big fucking that was the biggest news story that I could find last week that it seemed that people had the most opinions on. And, uh, you know, it's just pretty sad and pathetic, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, 
there's the big debate was, well, could you let your fucking wife bang a, a big dick black guy or anybody else, I guess. But it's like, who cares? Who cares? We've become a culture, a society of just fucking smut magazines, tabloids. You know what I mean? That's any, any relationship that people are talking about publicly. It was all like, you know, when, when fucking, who was the, who was the guy that Jennifer Aniston was married to? Brad Pitt, right? That was the couple that was supposed to make it forever. But really the only interest in it is like when they first, when people first start dating, when it's like public figures, it's not like people are really invested. I don't think in the romantic aspect of the relationship, it's just like high school shit or like. Did you hear that Brad Pitt's fucking Jennifer Aniston? And people are like, wow, that seems like a good couple to be fucking each other. That seems to be what the core, the real interest of it all is. And don't you have better things to do with your life than worry about uh, who a guy's wife fucks? You know what I mean? Just in general, just as a society, as a culture, as individual human beings, don't you have anything else going on? And then when people stop fucking, that's also a fucking issue too, you know? Because that was, oh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were supposed to be fucking forever. And then they decided they weren't going to fuck no more because Brad Pitt started fucking somebody else. And people didn't want Brad Pitt to fuck nobody else. So they got mad at Brad Pitt because Jennifer Aniston is a one fuck kind of lady, you know? But it's just like, good fucking Christ, people. And, you know, a majority of the of the people, I guess, when it comes to this Adam-22 situation is like, what the fuck is he doing letting some giant cocked guy fuck his wife? And again, I mean, could I do it? No, I don't think I could. If I was in love with a lady and she was like my person, like, no, no. There's more to relationships in life than just fucking, you know? And if we're at that point where we're married, like, no, yeah, you're not going to fuck somebody, especially on camera. You know what I mean? That's fucking, I I don't know. People do whatever it is they do. Maybe that guy's got uh, got more heart than me. Maybe he's a bigger man than I am because he'll, uh, he'll let some black guy plow his wife. It could be a white guy, too. But just for the sake of this story, for being accurate, it, uh, you know, it was a giant dick black guy. And they did an interview with him. They had him on the podcast. And the guy who fucked the dude's wife was like, I could never do that. My hat's off to you, buddy. But I could never let somebody fuck my wife. But I guess, you know, some people are into that sort of thing or whatever it is. I don't think it's going to end well for the poor little fella. But maybe it does. But I think he's going to end up heartbroken. I think that's what's going to happen. But what do I know? You know, have we just been like, have we just been programmed to care about completely irrelevant shit? Is that what's going on? You know, because I think even before we got obsessed with celebrities and social media and people's relationships and stuff like that. The news in and of itself was like programming people to a certain extent, I think. Probably more so now than maybe it was when it first came out. I don't know. I wasn't alive when they first started printing news. And even that, 
you can go back and find like fucking, you know, newspapers from the early 1900s where every word in it's complete bullshit. But, uh, you know, there used to be, people used to be, I guess, a bit more in tuned. Maybe they're not. I don't really know. We just have access to so much information now. And most of the news and the shit that people talk about or seem important to our lives completely seems irrelevant. And, uh, you know, I was just wondering if, if, I don't know, if the, if it seems definitely does seem intentional. It's like, let's make a whole country of people, culture, a society, whatever you want to call it, become obsessed with people they don't know and have no real relationship, but let's have them become obsessed with, you know, the sexual escapades of people they don't know. And I don't care. I don't care who fucks who. Unless you're fucking me, I don't really care who you fuck. That's just my bottom line, you know? I don't really care if my friends are dating anybody, to be honest with you. Like, oh, I'm in a It's like, I don't go have your relationship. Don't tell me about that shit. You know what I mean? Go live your life, do your thing. I'll see you all together, whatever. But don't, I don't care. I don't care who's fucking anybody. I just don't, I don't care. And then people get married and they're like, oh, did you hear they're getting married? Really what they're, the underlying tones of that is, oh, they decided they're not going to fuck anybody but each other. I think that's, you know, I know it's a, you know, it's a beautiful thing. People are starting relationships and starting families, but whatever. I think it's all fucking... I just think people were going, oh, did you know that they're fucking? Did you know that they're going to fuck forever? And then they got a divorce because she was fucking somebody else or he was fucking somebody else. And now they're not fucking anymore. And then, you know, and they get a divorce. And then three years later, did you hear they're fucking again? They're back together fucking again. It's just like, who gives a flying fuck, you know? It almost seems like (sighs) the news or information, just information in general, is like a, it's almost like a software update for your brain. You know what I mean? Like you, you input new information into it. Ideally it changes, it might have some influence or changes your outlook on life around the world and how it operates. And then you move forward in that updated world. It's like your cell phone. You get the fucking software update because shit don't work so good. But it seems like We're getting very poor updates in today's world. You know what I mean? Like our brains, we should be getting like the iPhone 47 update for our brains. But really, but really what we're being fed is like a fucking Nokia update every fucking day. Just keep just fucking beeping in that fucking square snake game. You guys remember that? Remember when Snake was just a fucking square game and you'd eat the square eggs because round things didn't exist on cell phones? That seems to be the updates that were being fed into our brains. Whether it's intentional or not, and maybe that's what we want. Maybe we like garbage and trash and we like to go, wow, that guy let his wife fuck another guy and I'd never do that, so I must be better than him, even though he's much more successful. Is that how is that how we look at the fucking world, people? I really got no idea. That was the extent of the fucking news for me last week, friends. Was just this guy let his wife fuck somebody and people lost their minds, you know? 
could you do it? Could you let someone you love make love to another person? Knowingly, too. You approve it. You go, yeah, that's okay. You deserve it. You earned it. And in fact, I'll buy you a fucking car after you fuck him, you know? It's just like, what the fuck kind of world are we living in? That's all I saw. Fucking political potential candidates or whatever it is. Presidential hopefuls being interviewed by Tucker Carlson and this fucking guy. Not even really defending, letting, you know, just watching the whole internet just kind of freak out about it. It's fucking insane. It's completely irrelevant. And here I am talking about it on the podcast if, if, as if it means fucking anything. <laughs> it's just a sad, it's such a low vibrational. That's what they're feeding us, people. They want to keep you, they want to keep your, your soul vibrating at a very, very low level. So you don't uh, elevate yourself and become a better person. So they feed you all the garbage and the lies and they go, this guy fucked some guy's wife. And then here's a bunch of presidential candidates who are just going to lie to you anyway. Who was the one that was like, did you guys see any of that stuff? It was, uh, I'm liking the RFK Jr. Kennedys have always seemed to be solid people. I don't know. He said some fun stuff, but there was one clip um, that was particularly interesting where Mike Pence, former vice president under Donald Trump, uh, he was talking about Ukraine a whole bunch and Tucker Carlson interrupted him and was like, you, you know, you're talking about Ukraine, this, that and the other. What about our country? You know, what about the fact that uh, every road in the whole country is a dog shit fucking road? There are no jobs. The infrastructure of our country is slowly collapsing and fading this, that and the other. Uh and Mike Pence just, you know, as a guy who's running for president, I th he fucked up. He just goes, that's not my concern. That was his immediate response to Tucker Carlson going, hey, there's a lot of bad shit going on in the world. And, or not even the world, just our country, the place you're, you know, you're seeking election in. And he goes, that's not my concern. He backtracked and then started talking about as president, this, that, and the other. But uh, it, to me, that's a very poor answer. And it, uh, to be honest, to be honest, that was probably the most truthful answer any presidential candidate has ever given during an interview. When you're going, what about the, you know, what about all the bad things happening in America? For him to go, that's not my concern. It's, uh, it's a peek behind the curtain, my friends, I think. I don't think he meant to say it, but he meant it. He 100% meant it. These people don't give a fuck about the country. They're interested in their, their business deals that they've had for 30 years, this, that, and the other. You think the next president is going to fix the streets of America? You know what I mean? Do you think the education system is going to get any better? Do you think they're going to hire bright and hopeful teachers coming up in 2024 after the next election? Or is it going to be these fucking lunatics that continue to run amok? That seems to be what it is. You know what I mean? So the fact that he's like, that's not my concern. A very honest and truthful answer, in my opinion, because they don't give a fuck. None of them really give a fuck about the country or you or me. And yet we continue to play the game. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before, which I find it absolutely fascinating that no one ever really talks about it. Because 2020, that was like one of the biggest vote. It's always the biggest. They say it every fucking year. It's the biggest voter turnout in the fucking in election history or whatever. But if you look at the numbers of people who voted, like 
it was almost like 50-50 between Trump and Biden or whatever. But if you look at the total number of votes, less than half the country actually even voted in the 2020 election. It was pretty close, but it is less than half. And to me, that says that people are getting over the charade of it. And I think if half the country doesn't vote, then clearly they're giving you a different answer than the um, than the options you're giving them. You're going, is it Trump or Biden? And you have over half the country going, nobody. That should be, I feel like that should be discussed more than what it is. Because that to me is absolutely insane. Because really, nobody got elected president if over half the country didn't vote. We went, no, either, you know, you just, you, you can't vote because you got a criminal record or whatever it is, or if you're just overplaying the game, you see the game for what it is. And I think that's most people. And, uh, you know, they realize that when Mike Pence goes, uh, the country, that's not my concern, really. He's not wrong. You know, and I think people are realizing that. But I find that absolutely fascinating that less than half, less than half of the entire population of the great country that we live in even participated in the phony charade of an election in 2020. It's absolutely mind blowing and no one fucking says it. So to me, to me, that means there's no president. Because <laughs> you got to get a majority of the votes and if a majority of the people fuck. If a majority of the people don't vote for anybody, then that's your president. In my opinion, that's how I think it should work. I think even less people should vote. Less. Don't vote. Quit wasting your time, people. Maybe in local elections, it's a thing where you actually know the fucking mayor you went to school with him. You know he's a piece of shit or whatever it is. But these grandiose fucking charades of, uh, you know, we're in July of, of 2023 the election's not until November 2024, and it's already, it's been talked about for a fucking year and a half already. You know what I mean? It's just a waste of time. It's another, I think it's one of them fucking Nokia software updates where they just keep feeding you garbage. But why is it that when half the country don't doesn't vote, nobody says anything about it? You know what I mean? Half the country didn't vote. Over half. They didn't elect anybody. And for some reason, we still got these fucking shills parading around as if they fucking, you know, if they mean anything. That means less than a quarter of the population voted for our president. That also means less than a quarter of the population voted for the guy who lost to our president. So what the fuck, people? What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I got no fucking idea about nothing. It's something else I was thinking about, too, is because I've, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten off all the dating apps and all that shit. I just couldn't do it anymore. I'm going to try and meet people in real life or whatever it is. But like, man, trying to meet a woman <laughs> in today's world that isn't complete batshit crazy and completely full of shit is becoming far and few, I think. What happened to a nice lady who would just make you a sandwich and, you know, fucking eat your ass from time to time? What happened to those kind of ladies? Now they're all out there with fucking political, fucking this, that, and the other. And if you're conservative, fuck you and ACAB and this, that, and the other. 
Why does everyone hate police officers so goddamn much? They aren't any different. They're just regular people. They're very selfish, regular people. They're just like everybody else, you know? But because there's the, it just got me thinking about this because there's so many women on dating that's like ACAB and Black Lives Matter. It, everything's, you know, it's all fucking buzzwords and shit like that. There's no thought behind any of this shit they're saying. They just take memes and hashtags and make a profile out of it and then wonder why no one talks to them or whatever it is or why they scare people off. But ACAB was one of the biggest ones. You know what I mean? These are like 30-year-old women too. Like, you don't like cops, so who do you call when bad shit happens to you? Because I know you're just sitting at home watching murder mysteries or whatever it is the whole fucking time with your cat. You're 35. You got no kids. What the fuck are you doing with your time? What happens when someone breaks in? ACAB, bullshit. Bullshit. You'll fucking call them at the first chance you get. But it's... uh Maybe, you know, maybe there is corruption involved with police departments. There's corruption involved in every aspect of life, people. It ain't rainbows and pots of gold. It never was, never will be, never has been. We got sold a bunch of lies where there's a bunch of honest people running things. And then you get older and you realize that's not the case at all. But when it comes to police officers, it's like, okay, maybe there is an issue with police officers in this country. Maybe they are all bastards. But where are the fine, outstanding, righteous, brave, good-to-do citizens that want to become police officers? You know what I mean? Where are all these good people? You know, because if it's just the cops that are bastards, and it's not the entire fucking population of our country, where's all the good people? They don't want to do the fucking job because they know it's a bunch of bullshit and they're going to get treated like shit from the citizens and the criminals and this, that, and the other. But it's just like, you know, for all the people that say ACAB or, and you can, you have every right to do whatever it is. But why, why don't you become a police officer then? If they're, if they're all so bad and everything's so corrupt, Where's all the good people who want to fucking, you know, who want to withhold the law and protect citizens' rights? Where are all those people at? Where's all the people who don't want to put their knees on black guys' necks, but still, you know, protect people's rights and make people feel safe? Where's all those people? Do they exist? I don't think so. I think everyone's a selfish fucking prick. And we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> That's what I think. I think every because because no one's stepping in. No one's stepping in to fucking be a good cop. Especially all the people who all they do is talk shit. And I get it's the institution that you're against or whatever it is. But where's all you know? Where's all the good outstanding people who want to go in and change it from the inside? They don't. They want to sit and bitch and sit at home and fucking eat hot Cheetos and drink LaCroix and then go, A-cab, look at my weird fucking hair and shitty tattoos, A-cab, you know? That's what the fuck people do. And then as soon as trouble comes afoot, comes creeping around the corner, what's the first thing fucking people do? They call the cops they hate oh so much. Everyone's full of shit. And I think that's, uh, we're in a lot of trouble, you know? No one wants to step up and do what they deem to be the right thing, you know? 
that's what's funny because they're like all cops are bastards and it's like well are you and they're like no it's like well why don't you be a cop and it's like ah maybe i am a bastard it's like yeah everybody is we all are we're all very selfish we got our heads up our own asses our shit don't stink but meanwhile if you just look around for a half a second everyone's a fat idiot and everything's falling apart in the country i'm not saying anything i don't think you guys don't know already you know but everybody looks, everybody thinks that they're the exception, you know, and I'll do it too. I go, listen, it's, I'm, a, I'm just as much a part of the problem as everybody else. But most of us don't think that way. You know, I'm, I'm just as big a part of the downfall of this society and this country as anybody and everybody else, you know, but we all like to think that we're the exception. We all like to think if everybody just acted like me, Things would be great. Everything would, if everybody drove the way I drive, things, there would never be any traffic jams. There would never be any wrecks. Things would operate so smoothly if people just drove the way I drove and acted the way I act. Because I'm an outstanding citizen. You know, I don't have a fucking, <laughs> a trash bag worth of cans scattered around my bed. You know? As people, you got fucking a bottle of hot sauce on your nightstand, a half-eaten slice of pizza, and goddamn LaCroix cans surrounding your bed as if it were a moat, and you're the fucking one that's going to tell people how to act and how police, how to fucking handle citizens and shit like that. Go fuck yourself, you know? It's like a, there's a George Carlin bit that now that I'm thinking about it and I'm saying it out loud, it's almost it's almost exactly his bit. I believe it was in 1996, he had a bit about uh, just presidents uh, in general. The American population uh, asking or wanting their politicians to be honest. Because he's like, if politicians were honest, the whole system would collapse. Nobody would know what to do because everyone's been full of shit. You know, everyone's full of shit the whole time. America runs on bullshit. Not Duncan. We run on bullshit. We run on the lullaby. We run on, hey, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about nothing. You're an American. That's what we do. But what was it that he was fucking, uh, he's talking about, okay, about presidents and politicians. Like American people want good politicians, but where are they? Like they don't exist if you look around. It's not like his thing was politicians don't come from some other dimension they're not formed in some foreign womb. You know what I mean? They go to American schools. They pay American taxes and they're elected by the American people. There is an American. There is much of one of us as you can get. You know, we just don't have good people to elect because we're a fat, stupid, shitty country. You know, what do you say? Garbage in and garbage out. That's what you get. You put garbage into the political system, you get garbage out because everybody's selfish and ignorant and and you have a population of selfish, ignorant, stupid people. Who do you think they're going to vote for? More selfish, stupid, ignorant people. They're going to be more concerned with some guy's fucking, he's like, oh, he's fucking letting your wife fuck a black guy, huh? You know, and then those people go fucking vote or tell you that you got to vote, you know. I can't believe you don't vote. Dude, I got fucking reamed out in goddamn Georgia one time 
because people were the mayor or the governor race was coming up and people were asking if I was voting. And I told them I don't vote. And then I got fucking, you know, I got dog piled on as if that's going to change my fucking my outlook and go, oh, you fucking you two people. Oh, my God, I can't believe you guys think I'm a bad person now because I don't vote. I better go do it. And I better vote for who you want me to vote for. That's what's funny about people who try to convince you to vote. It's not that they're trying to convince you to express your own individual, independent, thoughtful, you know, thoughtfulness, whatever it is. They don't want that. They want to encourage you to vote. So you vote for who the fuck they're voting for. That's most people who want to encourage you to vote. It's not to like exercise your right of free thought and free expression and go, this is a person who represents me. Try telling somebody you're voting for a third party candidate sometime and watch them fucking throw a conniption because a vote for a third party is a wasted vote. That's what people say. And you go, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to vote this year. And they'll go, come on, you got to vote. You got to vote. And then I'll come around and go, okay, I'll vote. And I'm, I'm voting for Trump. And then they'll go, what the fuck? No, just don't vote. Just don't vote. If you're going to vote for Trump, that's what the fuck happens. People. Everyone's out of their fucking mind and full of shit all the goddamn time. Anyway, hey, let's take a quick break. (laughs) On that note, check in with our sponsors. We'll be right back on the podcast, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. I don't know what the fuck this episode is. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Magic Mind. Let me tell you, people, I was on vacation there for a couple of weeks, about two and a half weeks. I was up in the upper peninsula of Michigan had no cell service, had no Wi-Fi at all, wasn't working, wasn't tuned into the world at all, really had a nice break from it. So when I got back to Tennessee, I was a little bit concerned that I'd be out of my routine, my morning routine of getting my day going. But I'll tell you, as soon as I got back in town, my first morning back in Tennessee, I just got a fresh, fresh batch of Magic Mind that came in, and that little shot is all it took first thing in the morning to get right back into business. You know what I mean? Felt clear, felt focused, felt ready to go, all because of Magic Mind. So out of that two and a half weeks I was gone, totally messed up my routine of waking up in the morning, uh, writing down goals, writing down my daily uh, to-do list, you know, spending time reading, all that stuff was thrown out the window. And thanks to Magic Mind, I got right back on board. That first shot, that's all it took. And I was mellow, focused, clear-minded, and just uh, and ready to get back into the swing of things. Started writing immediately, started reading, got some work done, went to the gym. All I'm giving credit to is Magic Mind. Do yourself a favor, ladies and gentlemen, go to magicmind.com, use the promo code Joe at checkout, get yourself 20% off this magic elixir of nootropics. All good stuff for your brain. If you're having trouble focusing, having trouble getting your day started, give Magic Mind a try. There's a link in the description of the podcast, but just go to magicmind.com, promo code J-O-E at checkout, get yourself 20% off. Let's get back to the podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Hope you enjoyed that brief, brief message from our sponsors, all right? Went and recouped, all right, ladies and gentlemen, calmed down a little bit. Figured it's a little bit uh, time for a story, a little story time for the back half of this podcast. We'll see if we can get anything out of this, you know? Uh, I can't remember if I told this story on the podcast or not, but uh, 
I've, I've said it many a times before. I've never had a bad trip on psychedelics ever. And I've taken a lot of mushrooms. I've taken a good handful of acid here and there too. A little bit of DMT from time to time. Never had a bad trip. My worst drug experience was actually on uh, weed. Weed butter to be exact, you know. Uh, those edibles will hit you different. They'll sneak up on you. And uh, I think I've talked about, I made some butter when I was living on Maui, all right, back in 20, it would have been 2012 back then. A general rule of thumb for making weed butter is you do, it's like two ounces of trim per pound of butter or one ounce of bud per pound of butter. So if you have good nugs, you do like a one-to-one -one ratio with the butter. If it's trim, you do a two-to-one ratio. So I made this butter. I did seven ounces of trim in two pounds of butter, all right? So very, very concentrated. It should have been three and a half pounds, but it was two. Very, very concentrated stuff. I uh, It somehow, I don't know how it ended up in Tennessee, this weed butter, but it did. I don't know how, if it just happened to float through the ocean across that whole way and then, you know, hop on the, the river system of America and ended up in Tennessee. I don't really know how it ended up in Tennessee, but it did, all right? Now, I was making cookies, Rice Krispie treats, all that stuff. I was just like, dude, I probably could have got like a hundred bucks for each of these cookies, but I was like fucking Gandhi out there. I was just giving them away to people. You know what I mean? Going here, try some of this, do this, do that, but don't eat it all. Everybody would eat them all. Uh, and then they get fucked up, and then I'd have to hear about it the next time I saw them. Like, dude, I was fucked out of my mind. It's like, well, yeah, I told you that. I told you to take a couple pieces of it. But you're like, no, nah, dude, I know edibles. Anyway, I had used almost all the butter. So I didn't have enough to make a batch of cookies anymore. So I decided before this open mic, that I was just going to eat two heaping tablespoons of this butter. Like just pure, just spoon the butter out of the jar and ate it. Two big spoonfuls. And I was like, this is going to be a fun night of comedy. And boy, oh boy, it was not. It was the worst night of my life. I was just... I got to the the place where we were doing the open mic. I was actually hosting the open mic at that time. And everything was fine. I told my buddies, my good buddy, Monty Mitchell, was there. You may know him from being a guest on the podcast. He was there. We were shooting pool. And it just started to creep in on me and creeping in on me. And I was like, man, I'm real fucking high. And it just keeps coming. And there was another dude there named Scott. At one point, he looked at me. He's like, hey, man. You're not looking too good. And as soon as he said that, it just fucking spiraled, dude. It fucking spiraled for me. The owner of the bar played a song on like the on the karaoke or whatever. Not the karaoke, but the fucking jukebox. You know what I mean? The old touch tunes. And he just goes, hey, Joe, do you know this song? And I didn't, but in my head that his, him playing that song was like a warning sign that I was the cops were coming and I was going to get arrested because I had sold somebody weed like a month ago. You know, I sold somebody a bag of weed and all of a sudden in my head, I was like, 
Lundy's a cop. The owner of this bar is a cop. And he's trying, he's trying to be a good guy and let me know that if I get out now, I won't get arrested. So I have all this going on. And then a girl showed up that I had been fucking. We weren't really dating. I think she definitely had wanted to, but I just didn't have much interest in it. But we had a nice thing going or whatever it was, you know. It was fun. But at that point in time, I don't think she was very fond of me. So, uh, yeah, she comes up and says something to me and was like, something, I don't know, about going outside. And I just remember going, she's like, let's go outside for a second. I was like, am I going to be able to do that? Like, am I allowed to go outside right now? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I didn't tell her I had ate weed butter, you know? Because it just, dude, it fucking spiraled. And then we're sitting in the front of her car and she's just giving me hell for not being nice enough to her or not having an interest in a relationship with her or whatever it was. And I was like, and I was so fucked up off the weed butter. I was like, well, I'll just be honest with you now. I have fucked other people since we've been fucking. (laughs) And she got so fucking mad, dude. And she just was fucking on my ass. And she had no idea how fucking high I was. But then I called my buddy Monty. I was like, Monty, first and foremost, I'm very sorry if I've ever hurt your feelings. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, Monty, I just want to let you know the dude that I am very, very sorry if I've ever hurt your feelings. And he's like, Joe, you're fine. You haven't done that. And I was like, Monty, listen to me. I'm sorry if I've ever hurt your feelings and I need you to host the open mic. And he's like, no, you're hosted. I was like, I can't. I can't. I just had it in my head that I was going to jail. And then, you know, so I'm sitting in the car with this lady for probably an hour in the parking lot of the bar. And, you know, at some point she kind of picks, she picks up on that something is up, but I don't want to tell her that I ate weed butter for some reason because I just have it in my head that I'm going to jail. And anything that I say, everybody's against me right now. That's where I was. I was that paranoid where the bar owner was a cop. This girl, she was feeding information to the police officers. So I didn't want to tell her. So she's like, what did you take? And I was like, ah, somebody at work gave me something. (laughs) And she's like, what did they give you? Did they give you weed? Did they, what did they get? I was like, I don't, I don't, it's just a pill. I just took a pill. Just to try and fucking calm her down or whatever it was, you know. But I was just freaking out the whole time. At some point we left. She drives me back to her apartment because she sees I'm fucked up. And then then we're sitting in her uh, parking lot for a little bit. And again, I have it in my head that if I leave the car, I'm going to get arrested. That's all that's going on in my head. So she parks in her parking lot. And at some point I just put my hands up in the air and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to jail. And she's like, you're not going to jail. And she just was like, she just was pissed off. She was a terrible person to have around just in general, but it's, (laughs) (laughs) but especially, Especially being high, not a good guy, but definitely just not a good person to be around in general, you know, but it's nice titties. It's amazing what you put up with for a nice set of cans, you know, but 
she's pissed off about the fucking and the drugs or whatever it is. So she's like, come inside. You're coming inside. You're going to lay on the couch. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I just put my hands up. I'm in her passenger seat of her car. And she's like, I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. So she leaves. She leaves me in the passenger seat of her car for probably 30, 35 minutes. And I'm sitting there the whole time with my hands up in the front seat. In my head, the cops are already at the passenger window. But I made up a rule in my head that if I don't look at the cops, I don't get arrested. Because that's how I thought the law worked in this fucking state of mind. You know what I mean? I'm just looking forward with my hands up for probably 30 35 fucking minutes going, if I look to the right, if I look out that window, I'm going to jail because everybody knows eye contact is how you get arrested, you know, and uh, that didn't happen. At some point, I just, I'm just sitting there and then the door opens. So I'm like, fuck, it's the cops, you know, after this 35 minutes of my hands in the air, Hands are still in the air, by the way. And all of a sudden, that passenger door flies open. Somebody grabbed my wrists, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking jail. Here it is. It was the lady. She had enough. She was like, just fucking, I'm going to drag your ass inside, and you're going to bed. And that's what happened, you know? And then the next morning, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm combining these stories, but maybe I am. I believe the next morning after I woke up and was like finally fucking normal again, she's like, what happened? I was like, oh, I just ate some weed butter and freaked out. She's like, well, why'd you tell me you took a pill? And I was like, I don't know, because I figured, I don't know. The the, the logic was not there, you know. But uh, yeah. And then I think this was the same day. And then we're talking in the morning. I'm in my underwear in a t-shirt, right? Because that's how I sleep from time to time when it's a little bit chilly. Sometimes I'll get straight up naked, people. How you like that? Sometimes I'll box her down. But at this particular moment, being a gentleman, boxers and a t-shirt. And she starts talking about somebody else at the open mic. She actually started talking about my buddy Monty. You know, my good buddy Monty Mitchell. She's like, why does Monty treat me different? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she goes, he treats me different because you talk shit about me. And I was like, I don't talk to anybody about you at all. You know, I wasn't trying to be a dick, but I I don't really be spewing my relationship or whatever it is type of business with other people. That's just not me. Again, I'm not, it's got nothing to do with you. Nothing to do, you know, I'm not going to fucking trash some woman so then some fucking guy treats or, you know, stops being friendly with you or whatever. So that just seemed ridiculous to me. And uh, she's like, no, I'm pretty sure you did. And I was like, hey, do you ever think that people might treat you differently because of how you act? Do you ever think that that's a possibility that somebody treats you one way and then your behavior uh, causes them to treat you differently? And... She didn't say anything. She got up and took my pants and shoes and socks and then threw them out in the rain. So that was the worst trip I've ever had. <laughs> I just, I just fucking, I just was laughing. I thought it was the funniest shit. That's, dude, ladies, you know this too. Cause I know there's, 
as much as I trash women on this podcast, the ones who listen to it, you guys know I'm half the time fucking around or at the very least not talking about you, you know? So, oh, what the fuck was I getting at there with talking about ladies? Fuck, I don't even remember now. But yeah, I talk a lot of shit, but I'm just having, I just try and have a little bit of fun with ladies. God, there was going to be, I lost that point almost immediately. Ah, what was it? Fuck, man. I really don't know. I just thought it was hilarious. I was laughing, you know, because she went out to her balcony, threw him down in the rain. And as I'm walking out to the balcony, I'm just laughing the whole time. And then she goes back in. That's what it was. Ladies, you know that if one of the worst things I think you could do when a lady is mad is not take it seriously. Do you ladies, do y'all feel that way? And fellas, have you ever done that? Your woman, some lady in your life is like mad and you're like, oh, that's kind of cute. Like I'm not taking this seriously at all. They fucking lose their shit. It's fucking hilarious, you know? And that's what she did because I was like, oh, there go. I knew as soon as she jumped out of the bed, I knew she was going to go get my clothes and throw them in, in the fucking yard. I just knew it. She'd never done that before. But sometimes it's just like, oh, this is funny. This is fucking hilarious. I was fucked out of my mind last night. And now you're, you know, you're the worst person to be around when you're having a bad drug trip. And now you're throwing my clothes in the rain for suggesting that maybe people treat you a certain way based off of how you behave, you know? And it was, you know, I think we still probably fucked a little bit more, but I knew it was never like, no, you're fucking lunatic. I just kept my distance the whole time. Yeah. So that's the one where you wait for her to come around and be like, are we dating yet? And I'm like, no, I'm not fucking dating you at all. And she's like, oh, well, come over anyway. It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But I picked up my clothes and then I went home and I had a good laugh to myself that morning. But God, that was like just the fucking worst. I could not fucking figure out what was reality and what wasn't. I had, dude, I had a a grinder that I, it's the only grinder I ever had. It was the first grinder I ever bought when I was smoking weed and I had it in my car. And I went out to my car again because i thought i was getting arrested and i took that fucking that cool grinder it was the best it had the perfect openings the fucking grinding mechanism they were like sharp so it ground up everything so fine and it it kept them it had such a fat keef catcher at the bottom too dude it was the best fucking grinder but i threw in the dumpster because i freaked the fuck out i think i threw a pipe and and that grinder in the dumpster if i'm not mistaken that night and then Monty hosted the open mic and they all had a great time, but I could not figure out what the fuck was real and what wasn't at that point in time. You know, it's terrible. Don't ever just eat weed butter. Or if you do, just stay home. Don't make it like an activity. I probably would have been fine if I was sitting at home. I probably would have been fine if I had Monty come out when I was in the parking lot and talk me down a little bit, you know? But just having that fucking lunatic woman around who was just, you know would be a terrible mother based off of, you know, when someone actually needs to be cared for and all you can think about is yourself and then you throw my clothes in the rain. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyway, there's a little story 
to balance out the fucking bullshit that was at the beginning of the podcast. All right, let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way, my friends. How's that sound? Hope we had a little bit of fun today. This video, interesting clip. Nothing real bad happens in it, but, you know, who would you take in a fight? Let's ask you that. Who would you, who would you take in a fight? Well, if there's an elephant and a rhino, who are you taking? You taking the elephant just because it's bigger? Or are you taking the rhino because it's built more like a, like a wrestler, one of them stocky motherfuckers that can get up under, you know? What do you take? I honestly, I would have, had I not seen this video, I think I would have taken the rhino. They have that very sharp horn, and you think you can just get up under the elephant and fucking stab it in the belly or whatever it is. But this video is a rhino versus an elephant, and uh, boy, two just fucking brutes just squaring up. One of nature's fucking finer fights, you know what I mean? They're basically the same animal. One's just fucking 19 feet taller or whatever it is. But... You know, it didn't look it, it didn't look like the elephant really wanted any beef to begin with in this video. It seemed like the rhino was starting the shit, which is usually how it goes. A little small fucking stocky gonna go. I got a point to prove. I'm a big tough guy. I'm gonna take on the biggest motherfucker you got. And the biggest motherfucker happened to be an elephant, you know. So uh they square up with each other. Elephant's like, well, I don't really care. I don't want to fight, but what the fuck what the fuck's going on here, buddy? You got a problem? And, El- and then the rhino was like, yeah, I got, a fucking, I got a fucking problem with you, dude. I got a fucking problem. I think we should handle this, you know? And uh, they kind of charge at each other. And, bro, the fucking elephant just steamrolls that rhino like it didn't even exist. I don't know how much a rhino weighs, but they're very big, stocky, heavy animals, dude. That fucking elephant. Elephants, they never forget. They're Dumbo. You ride them around at the circus. You don't ride rhinos unless you're Donkey Kong. You know, so you'd think the elephant wouldn't stand a chance, but bro, bro, that fucking elephant just bulldozed that goddamn rhino like it, it didn't even exist. And that's all it took for the rhino to fucking smarten up and, and go on its way. You know, everybody should see that video so they know how to take an ass whooping and not fucking die. Because how I don't know how many fight videos you guys watch online, but I watch a lot of them. But it's always, a lot of the time, it's some dude getting his ass whooped and just not knowing when to stop. So he just keeps getting his ass beat. Take a message from the rhino. He didn't even get his ass beat. He just got fucking flipped over once by that goddamn giant elephant. And he's like, oh, I fucked up. I fucked up. But we're the smarter species, right? We're fucking dumbass rhinos, dude. We're fucking better than them, right? How come they know when to walk away from a goddamn fight then and not get kicked in the head and end up with CTE? Because, you you know, because they don't... I don't know how much pride rhinos have. You know what I mean? Pride goeth before a fall. I don't know if you heard that. It was a little fart there on the podcast for you. I'm not sure if that picked up or not. But uh, just so you know, I did, I did just fart. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Ended on a high note, a little squeaker. <laughs> Hope we had some fun. Uh, Real quick, got some shows. Again, Denver, August 6th. Louisville, the 10th through the 12th. Cleveland, the 19th and 20th. This is all in August. I'll be in Pittsburgh, Boston, and somewhere else in Massachusetts at the end of the month. Go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming dates and shows. 
Thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the Patreon. If you haven't done it yet, I would greatly appreciate it if you did. Five bucks a month, that'll get you fucking in there and get you everything you need. If you want to pay more, you can. I'll send you a shirt, posters, all this shit. But all it is is five bucks a month for your old pal Joe if you want to support the cause. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, thank you to Magic Mind for sponsoring the podcast. Get your mind right, people. With Magic Mind, magicmind.com. Promo code J-O-E. That's promo code Joe at checkout. Get yourself 20% off. If you do the subscribe, if you become part of the subscription plan, I think you already get like 32 or 35% off there. So you can get like 50% off your fucking order if uh, if you decide to get it monthly, if it's something you want to do. But I highly recommend checking it out. Get the 15-day supply. Use the promo code Joe. Get you 20% off and just see if you like it. It's fucking changed my life, people. I absolutely love it. Thank you again for checking out the podcast, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun this week. Do me a favor before you get out of here, all right? Take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. And I'll catch you around when? Real fucking soon. Later, my friends. <laughs>